Welcome back to the Where Is Home podcast with your host Mary Yuan. Today we'll continue exploring the meaning of home and how it shapes our identity. We'll specifically focus on how to build a sense of home by giving back to our community. In this episode, we'll have the pleasure to chat with Tiffany Mosher. The publishing author of the Beauty Beyond the Threshold. Tiffany will share with us how she rebuilt her sense of home after divorce, and how she rediscovered her sense of belonging by volunteering and solo traveling in Puerto Rico. I cannot wait to learn more about Tiffany's powerful and resilient. Healing journey of finding home. Let's tune in. So, hi Tiffany. Thanks so much for joining us today at the Where Is Home podcast. Um, so, for every guest who join our podcast, we start with the first question, which is the name of that、uh, podcast, which is "Where is home for you?" Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I, I appreciate it so much.、Um, home for me is Virginia Beach, Virginia. So, is that how you define home, or do you have a, even a more、uh, layers as to how def- how you define home? Well. Virginia Beach for me is my is my current home, but、mm-hmm. what I consider to be home in particular is is Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania, and、uh, it, the mountains they just look, growing up in the mountains was such a wonderful thing for me.、Mm-hmm. And I lived in the same house from the time I was three years old until I was nineteen, and so ha- having that. As a home base, whenever I think of the word home, that's what I think of. And whenever I go back home to visit my family, to visit friends, it helps me recharge my batteries. If, if that makes sense, because after I moved out of my home when I was 19, I moved around so many different places, being in a military、uh, spouse, in a military family, and I've never really been able to. Find something that similar to that place of just、uh, stability. I, having to move, I've had to constantly reinvent what home is, and I quickly learned to realize that it's it's not the house, it's not the location,、um, it's it's the family that's with me. But overall, when I think of home, Pennsylvania is what I consider. Gotcha. Oh wow! So you mentioned about moving around a lot. So I was curious if there's any time that you felt、uh, lost, lost touch with your sense of belonging because you moved so much. I would have to say going through divorce was something that really,、um, really ripped the rug out from underneath me with what I considered home to be. Um, I went through a, a fairly、um, difficult divorce、uh, in my mid twenties, 
And I was a single mom at a very young age. I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old at the time. And it just literally shattered everything that I thought was normal in my life. Um, I was I was forced kind of to be uh, from a stay-at-home mom just caring for my kids, you know, to working full-time and living paycheck to paycheck, barely able to make ends meet. And my self-esteem and my confidence was completely shattered. And so the coping skills that I try to use to overcome those uh, really didn't serve me well. And it just really threw me into a very deep depression. I lost all sense of, of purpose in life. Uh, my, my outlook on life was very grim. I didn't feel that um, anybody would want to be with me because I had so much, you know, quote unquote baggage now with, with my kids and my depression issues. And um, that was really, really hard to navigate for a while. Thanks so much, first off, to share with us your vulnerable story. I really appreciate your vulnerability and uh, sharing your story. So I can only imagine how difficult it is for you to experience something like that. So as you mentioned, it's like feeling your identity shattered, feeling like your foundational beliefs in things just got totally betrayed. Um, so I'm just really curious. Uh, how did you uh, kind of heal from the day when that happened to today? Well, I uh, met my uh, my husband uh, a few months after I went through my divorce. We started dating, and he was a huge rock for me. He uh, was very patient with me. Um, even though I was constantly paranoid all the time, that fear of abandonment was a, was, I was constantly triggered and, and I was in constant anxiety, constant paranoia. And he was very, very patient with me. Um, we, we, we built a family, we got married, we had another child together. And uh, he was also in the military. So moving around from, from place to place every few years, uh, having him there as a, as a, a foundation was very helpful to me and as far as keeping some sort of sense of normalcy in a world that felt like it was falling apart either around me or within me because I just couldn't grasp my emotions very well even though he tried so so hard uh, to help me through that um, but and I leaned on him so much emotionally because I thought he was going to be the one to fix me I thought uh, and that was a lot of pressure to put on somebody um, at the time I thought that was just that was what I needed I needed him to fix my situation and I quickly learned over time and it took a few years that I have to learn how to rebuild that within myself I, I can't rely on someone to make me happy someone to bring me out of my depression someone to make me confident I have to build up those things within me it just took me a while to figure out how and how I did that was I decided to um, push myself to do something completely terrifying, which was to travel solo to uh, volunteer in disaster response in Puerto Rico. Um, I just kind of had this uh, epiphany one day. I was taking a walk, and I was like, I think I should just go to Puerto Rico and volunteer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where it came from, really. It was very out of nowhere. 
I, um, so I, I signed up to volunteer and I booked the plane ticket before I could talk myself out of it. And it was something completely out of my comfort zone because I am an introvert. So, so traveling alone and having to talk to people was very scary for me. And then having to do construction work when I could barely use a power drill was a little, ter- you know, it was very terrifying. And once I got there and I, and I did the work and I experienced these things, I felt like I can do this. This is amazing. And it helped build my confidence up. And I started to quickly learn that when I quickly, like when I uh, try to push myself out of those comfort zones, no matter what small steps they were, every time I did that, it helped me get more and more confident. My self-esteem grew more and more. And as I took more solo trips, as I did more things like learn how to play the guitar and sing in front of other people, like those little steps add up to be so much. And so that's what's helped me tremendously pulled myself out of my depression. Wow. You, you shared with us so many brilliant points and experiences. Um, so I really want to kind of unpack a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing you mentioned about your husband who sort of helped me rebuild that sense of home or the sense of belonging or even security because he offered your immense support to sort of help you rebuild the broken pieces that you feel shattered. Um, so would, would you say that in a way he is part of your definition of home? Um, yes, for, for many years he was. Um, we are we are unfortunately currently going through a divorce now and, and only uh, because we just, um, our, our personalities, as we've grown together, uh, spending so much time apart with the military, we just kind of, as we've kind of grown individually in our own directions. Um, it doesn't make us bad people. I still highly respect him. I still have love for him. Um, and, and we are very cordial. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, he definitely helped me define what home is. Um, just because no matter where we went, all the different places we moved to, he was, even though with the military, he had to travel a lot. He was the steady, um, the steady, the stability that I had. I mean, he, he was the one who helped establish our home. And he was the one, you know, the, the patriarch of the family. And so I, I leaned on him. Um, so, yeah, he, he was very, very instrumental. At the time, I didn't see that. At the time, I, I thought that um, it, it wasn't until I... I've come out of it um, a little bit and take a step back and reflect on the last few years. And I know now that he was very, um, played a major, major part. And, and for that, I'll be ever uh, forever grateful. Got you. Um, and I, I can definitely see how uh, home can really extend to an experience, uh, a person, a feeling that you feel, uh, rather than just a physical location in your case, because you've been moving so much, that it's yeah. become a space that is wherever you are. Um, and another uh, point that you mentioned earlier was solo traveling. Is is this this spontaneous idea that hey, I need to do this. I just need to heal. I need to build myself up again. So I'm I'm very curious if you could share with us a little bit more about uh, how do you find uh, solo traveling uh, helped you in terms of 
transforming you from a person who's scared, who is insecure, who's broken in certain ways emotionally, uh, into someone who feels so confident. Like, what what could you kind of share with us, like how that, what 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 that journey looks like? I think for for me personally, traveling solo. Um, what's so wonderful about it is that you don't have to spread your focus on other people that are with you. Now, I love, I, don't get me wrong, I love traveling with friends, I love traveling with family, experiencing things with other people is fun and it's exciting, but what's really special about traveling solo is that you are able to focus solely on yourself and your personal interactions with other people. And there's so much to learn from other people that sometimes if you're traveling with someone else, you, you miss out on those interactions with individuals. And in particular, traveling, you know, traveling internationally and learning about different cultures, different customs, different paths of life, it makes, it just opens up your heart and your mind to, to different, to the way, different ways people live around the world and different methods of ways people do things. I think that's just so absolutely beautiful. Um, and what also helps serve me is when I, when I do these trips, I always find a way to give back to the community. So I travel to specifically volunteer and when I'm helping someone else, it helps, so it serves me. It makes me feel good to know I'm helping someone, um, to sense gratitude, to sense the joy, to see the smile on, on children's faces. Uh, when I was in Nepal, I helped build two schools. And so seeing the smiles on their faces, because they were so excited to see us volunteers building their school, it, it's it's a, it's priceless to me. It makes me feel like there. that's my sense of purpose in life. For so long, I felt like I didn't have any sort of purpose. And now I feel like I do. And that's what really, really is, is so beautiful about taking these trips and but even if I were to able if I didn't volunteer I think just being able to meet um just meet new people and hear their stories and learn learning serves uh the heart and mind and soul well too just learning different things and and so I I highly recommend it to anybody who's ever been a little nervous or intimidated by it like do it take the trip go you'll 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 always treasure those moments that's a beautiful story um in terms of your solo adventure <laughs> and what i find especially amazing is how you set out to help yourself because you, you set out to want to heal yourself but at the end you actually helped others around you while you're there so I, I find that immensely powerful and uh i really admire that <laughs> thank you so much thank you yeah and you know, I just cannot help but think of the book "Eat, Pray, Love," because <laughs> um, Gilbert also mentioned about you know, in her case, after divorce, after several you know, uh, uh, broken relationships, and how she set out to find herself through you know, soul searching and solo traveling, but ended up helping uh, fundraise for this mom with the kids right to build their home so i i really find that similarity between uh your journey and hers um so i'm really curious to know as a solo traveler um was there any point in time where you miss home yes um i having children 
it's difficult to leave them uh, behind. Um, and, and normally, I have I've gone like when I went to Puerto Rico to Mexico, I, I'm able to communicate very well. In Nepal, was very very difficult because the time zone difference was very drastic, and I was in the middle of nowhere with with no, barely any internet. And so there were times that uh, there there would be like 48 hours where I didn't have any cell phone service at all, and I had this weird feeling of guilt that I didn't want my children to think I was just off across the world and forgetting about them. Um, but in general, uh, you know, I I went I went for a few weeks, and by the time it was done, I was ready to go home because home to me is my place where I can just kind of decompress. I'm surrounded by my, my family, my, my dogs. Um, it's, it's comfortable to me. And then, you know, it helps me kind of like recharge those batteries and then get back out there and, and see what I can go do next. And, you know, but one day I hope to, to take an extended long period of travel time. I would love to do that and bounce from, from one place to another, but when the kids are older, I'll be able to do something like that. Gotcha. For now, the little trips a little bit at a time. Gotcha. Hi, you're just like planting that seed in your heart and then like <laughs> let it grow over time. I love that. Um, so I can only imagine how that would be a challenge for you because as you mentioned, uh, you do miss home when you are away. So could you just tell me what do you do when you miss home? Uh, do you try to build a sense of new belonging in this new place that you're at? And then if so, how do you do that? I, I try to communicate as much as I can with my kids when I'm gone, just to maintain that connection. I'll, I'll look at pictures, but when I am, especially in Nepal where I had a lot of lack of interaction with, with um, any, without the internet, I really try to push myself being an introvert and this was really difficult to communicate and get to know my fellow volunteers. And so that meant involving me push myself out there um, and, and interact and get to talk. But finding uh, similarities and in, in, in beautiful people from all around the world and getting to know them. And we, we were doing this, uh, volunteering and building this school together and we were all there for the same purpose and we all traveled from all different areas of the world together and it was just it was such a sense of camaraderie a beautiful community and it felt like it felt like a little home away from home we had our routine we'd wake up and have breakfast together we would we would you know get dirty and sweaty and, and work really, really hard all day and helping build these schools. And then we'd come at the end of the day and we would, we just, we would eat dinner or we'd have our meeting. We'd sit around the campfire and listen to music and talk and laugh. And what was beautiful about it was we didn't, we all didn't have Wi-Fi, so nobody had their phones. So nobody was glued to their phone. We all were connected to each other. And it felt like, it really felt like, I, I, I wish I could have stayed longer. I really do. It felt very comfortable and it felt like it was the right place to be at the time in my life. Well, isn't that interesting how sometimes lives work out the way that beyond your imagination, but it's like the best way for you to be at the right place at the right time. Um, yes. 
And I love how you mentioned about the idea of reaching out to community or building a community while you are away from home so that you can feel rooted, you can feel supported. And those people are essentially your family when you are there. So, oh, <laughs> so yeah. I think that's a beautiful approach uh, to build that sense of belonging when you miss home. Um, so I, I'm, I just want to kind of dig a little bit deeper um, into a point that you mentioned earlier about uh, this interesting balance between, on one hand, feeling like at the end of the day, you still want to have a home to return to. But on the other, you also want to go out there and travel by yourself so that you have that freedom uh, to do soul searching. So could you tell me a little bit more? What's the nice balance there? And how do you see that constant struggle or, or if you may, tension between that two forces in your head? Yeah, um, I think I think a lot of it has to do with having having children and and also oh, having a full-time job um having a job where i only have a certain amount of vacation hours a year that really puts a limitation on the amount that i can travel and also having children as well and so i take the moments that i can to travel and you know i can only do a little bit at a time so it leaves me wanting more but at the same time, my responsibilities right now in life, I, I have to make those the priority. And so what I do to balance that is I really so like purely soak up and enjoy the time that I am traveling. I really that's what's what's so nice about traveling solo is that I can really just take that time for me instead of um, having to to take care of others at the time. And then when I get back, I'm already like thinking, okay, where am I going to go next? Now it's time to, to save the money and, and plan and, and things like that. And then I also just have in the back of my mind when I'm, when there's a lull period in traveling, especially in times like now with, with, uh, with COVID and not being able to travel, I was supposed to go to Mexico a couple of weeks ago to do a volunteer project and that got canceled. And, and I was disappointed, but I also realized, you know, uh, the time will come when I can travel. And when, when my children are grown out of the house, I'll be able to travel a lot more. And I just try to keep that half plus full outlook on it instead of having the, the mindset of, oh, I can't travel. This, this, this is terrible. You know, what was me? I think, you know what, let me just plan and get excited for the next time because it will come. And, and that's how I have to balance it for right now. That's a very positive mindset that you have. And I'm pretty sure that everybody that's listening to this would hopefully find some inspiration from you know your approach and your mindset when you approach to these constant struggle. But in a way, it could turn into a balance in your case. So I think that's very uh, inspiring uh, sharing that you, you uh, gave to us. So I think uh, I was also thinking earlier about um, while you're traveling to a different place, to a completely unfamiliar place or culture, uh, was there any point in time when you feel unsafe? Uh, and then if that's so, what suggestion would you give for solo female travelers? I, there was only one time I felt unsafe and that was, uh, when I went to Mexico and I had to rent a car and drive by myself into the jungle with 
know GPS. <laughs> and, uh, and I only know a little bit of Spanish. I know some conversation with Spanish, but I got stopped by the police. And I thought, oh my goodness, like how I'm, I don't know enough Spanish to get myself out of a, a tricky situation. And then I was also a little worried, like, you know, am I going to get run off the road? I'm, I'm a, a young female by myself. You know, what are, did I take on something way too big here? Mm. Uh, was I being a little too adventurous mm. when I decided to do this? And, uh, but I, you know, I just, whenever you, my advice would be whenever you approach a moment where you're scared is just try to remain confident because I, you know, when I got stopped by the police and I talk about this in, in my book, um, I, I just, I acted like I knew more Spanish than I did. And I just had this smile and I was like, Oh, you know, Hola. And, you know, I'm, I'm, and I think the confidence, uh, shown through and he, you know, let me go and it was, everything was fine. Uh, when I went to Nepal, I was really scared because I wasn't, it was the first time I traveled that far across the world by myself. And I didn't know what the language barrier was going to be like. I didn't know if I was going to get into the wrong taxi or the wrong cab. And, um, but I think that a lot of, of my fear was due to self-doubt, was due to um, just being too nervous and not being confident enough. And once I kind of gained some confidence in myself, I realized like, it's just, it's not as scary. And just, um, you know, when you're a, a single female solo traveler, just want to make sure you're not walking around at night by yourself. Make sure, you know, if you're getting uh, a taxi, uh, make sure it's from a reputable place. Uh, but normally, there's people that are, are willing to help you if you look in the right places. And, uh, you know, and it is scary, and it's going to be a little intimidating every single time you go for different reasons. But uh, it'll be okay. <laughs> it'll be okay. Uh, I'm sure that's a great advice to give to people uh, who or fellow female travelers who are out there want to take that first step to solo adventures. I'm sure that would be a very helpful advice for them. Um, so as we conclude our conversation today, um, I want to ask you, what advice would you give to people who feel that their the sense of home was broken and then try to rebuild uh, that sense of home again? Like what advice would you give them? I would say that it really takes some a lot of self-reflection and in times where you're feeling very dark, uh, very sad, very, uh, you feel like you don't know what to do next, what your next step is going to be. And everything seems hopeless and everything seems like it's lost. My advice is to find whatever you can that's positive. Find the little tiny things that are going right and focus on that. Even if the little tiny thing that's positive lasts five minutes, whether it's a, a cup of your favorite coffee or tea or watching a TV show that makes you laugh and having and focusing on moments or, or, or calling a friend that can make you smile, that you know you can trust and, and talk to, um, you know, order out your favorite to go meal there's different little things that bring us happiness and joy and if you can find ways to focus on those little things it's it's a step in the right direction it helps build 
little pieces of happiness that'll eventually overshadow those those dark moments of dark times or dark feelings. And then also just trying to serve yourself in ways that are positive. Try to find positive coping skills, uh, healthy coping skills, and that differs for everybody. Um, and then when they're ready to take a step to do something, uh, as far as building confidence, when they feel ready, try to do something that's breaking your comfort zone a little bit. Because when you do something that's a little scary and a little intimidating, but, but healthy at the same time, it can really help boost your confidence. And when you're feeling happier and you're feeling more positive, feeling more confident, that's how you reestablish who you are, your identity, and what home can be for you. Wow. Um, I'm in awe while you're saying uh, those uh, you know, key takeaways. And I'm so happy that you got to share with everybody who's listening to this today. And thank you so much, Tiffany, again, for sharing with us your story. And I'm sure that your journey will inspire a lot, a, a lot of people. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Where is Home podcast with your host, Mary Yuan. If you're inspired and feel that you really learned more about what home means, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with anyone whom you think would really resonate with and benefit from the conversations about home. I'm so happy that I got to be on this journey with you to explore home and to create our happy places together 